I'm Zach. I'm Roy. And this is Advice Hot Dog. Roy, this is a momentous occasion for Advice Hot Dog for a couple of reasons. Uh, uh, one is that it is our gala 13th episode, and the other is that it marks the mm-hmm. first time that we've uh, we've done this show without gazing into one another's baby blues. Yes, it's uh, wonderful and sad. Uh, really? Wonderful? In what way? Well, you said it's momentous. Doesn't that make... Aren't momentous things wonderful? Oh, I thought you were saying that it was wonderful to not be in the same room as me. Oh, which well, I, was gonna say, I mean, F that is too, what buddy. I'm saying, but that, that, that's a wonderful thing. Also, I don't think either of us has blue eyes. I don't actually remember what color your eyes are, Roy. They are a sort brown. of greenish, greenish brown, kind yeah. of blue. Hazel? Do, do people ever describe them as hazel? Uh, that's what it says on my driver's license, but I don't really know what color hazel is. What? Uh, well, wow. I mean, and if you, as a professional artist, don't know what color that is. Oh, you're Look, also a I, man, though. I don't want to be tied down by, by the social norms of what people uh, tend to think of as regular square colors. I make my own colors. I make my own palette. Have you discovered any new colors recently? Yeah, I have. Yeah, they're, they're pretty awesome. Only have I can given see them. Have you them names? I'm sorry? Have you given them names? Uh, yes, I have. But you, you've uh, read that T.S. Eliot uh, poem about cats, right? The naming of colors, yeah. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're Mr. my Mr. secret Orange colors and Mr. that I meditate Pink upon. And Mr. Brown and the Diamond Heist. Mm-hmm. I don't remember any of the names of the characters from T.S. Eliot's The Naming of Cats. Uh, I think there was Fluffy and Mr. Nibbles and, and Mephistopheles. I heard that you got a, uh, a secondary cat. I did. Her name is Poutine. Did you name that or? No, that's, that's how she came to us. Uh, yeah. she is the cat of, okay. Uh, one of Crin's colleagues and she also happens to be the mother of one of our friends and that friend lives now in Canada. So in honor of, of, of Canada, she named the cat Poutine. Wait, your friend moved to Canada, and so your friend's mom was so distraught over losing her son or daughter friend Uh that she decided to throw the cat into a fire, and you rescued the cat from a fire. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, Um, she had thrown it in with a bunch of potatoes and cheese curds and gravy, and that's why we named it uh, Poutine. That's how it works, right? If you want to make poutine, you just put some potatoes and some cheese curds and gravy in a blender. Mm-hmm. And you make it's a poutine delicious. shake. That's what they, they, they tell you to eat a poutine shake at the gym if you want to pack on the muscles. Exactly. Yeah, that's how you prepare for, before a race. So, uh, so you've been feeding this cat and probably cleaning its pee and poo out of things. Uh, what else have you sure. done in the last week, Roy? Has it only been a week or did we not do a show last week? I don't even remember, man. No, it has been a week. It's only been a week. Yeah, it's, cool. it's hard to gauge time when we're not, not in each other's uh, company, right? Like yeah. It, it mm-hmm. just sort of disappears. It's been too long. I know, because, you know, as we worked, to, we, we began working together. And so now I, I think, all right, well, five more uh, hangout with Roy's until next weekend. Right. You know, like a kid saying, like, three more sleeps till Christmas. Exactly. Yeah. I still often think of things that I'm looking forward to in, in those terms, though. And, and, and amount of sleeps. Yep, number of sleeps. Hmm. Um, well, but I'm, I'm pretty seriously narcoleptic, so it throws off the arithmetic. 
Yeah, that would be hard. Uh, well, it's going to be about uh, seven more sleeps until we see each other. Oh yeah, do we have Again? to do one more? We have to do one more remote show over this crazy telephone setup that our listeners, you know, our listeners may never hear this because this may not work. Oh yes, so let's mention the fact that they're not going to hear it. Mm. Oh, at least the noisy ass air conditioner in here decided that now would be a good time to kick on. Thanks, right? air conditioner. I I can't hear anything. It's just fine. Good. Uh, how what was you your week? To? What's your story? Oh, uh, well, I've, uh, I went to the Stone Brewing Company in Escondido, uh, California in, uh, twice in three days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Did you go for any special reason? Well, the first one, first time was for my birthday. Your birthday. Uh, yeah. Yep. I like spending my birthday on, in the Stone uh, Brewery. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I've done every year for the last few years. Um, right. and hey, uh, uh, Kevin, who you might know from our sister podcast, Video Games Hot Dog, got me, uh got me a thoughtful gift he signed us up for a uh, home brewing class so we'll uh we'll turn into the that in that particular breed of insufferable prick who brings a keg of beer that they brewed to every really? party and then uh you feel obligated to drink it even though it's disgusting uh really my experience has been that it's always really good but you have to sit through the whole process of how it was made oh yeah yeah see i don't think i would tell anybody about it unless they specifically asked because I don't oh. want them to know, uh, uh, like, how much of the time I have to spend with my balls dipped in the 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 wort. right to give it that special something, the mash. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know which one of those is hot. I don't want to dip my balls in the hot phase. I want right. to dip my balls in when you have to keep it for a couple of weeks at like seventy degrees. That seems like it would be like a really nice thing to dip your balls in after a after sure. a, a hard. That's day, called the you cupping know, phase. Hammering in the railroad ties or whatever whatever it is I do that mm-hmm. gets my balls all sweaty in this story right. yeah um so yeah i i've been uh you know i've been i've been holding down this new fort uh in in uh sunny san diego uh weather's pretty nice here i've been drinking coffee uh eating breakfast i've been mm-hmm. um is is uh, that playing, new playing video games uh well i've been eating more breakfast than I, I i i don't i skip breakfast a lot at home oh so I you've got been having my, two or three a day grape nuts habit yeah and i and i've i've developed a crepe uh crepe nuts a mm-hmm. uh uh some eggs today i had a i had a nice pipa rod there's a, a there's a really good uh, french breakfast place uh down oh. down the road and uh it's good it's called cafe chloe and anybody who lives in or uh can get to san diego should should go to cafe chloe eat a delicious breakfast perhaps an eggs pipa rod mm-hmm. and and how's that uh prepared and or served. Uh, well, it's some eggs. Uh, it's like a it's like a couple of fried eggs, in a in a traditional fried egg shape. You know, sort of flat, with a bulge. Mm-hmm. Uh, served in a bowl, uh, over I guess peppers um, and some potatoes, some like sliced up, thinly sliced fried potatoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's some bread, which is pretty good. Yeah, that was it. Oh, okay. That sounds that sounds um, pretty good. But yeah, you know, we've just been we've just been uh, getting ready for Comic Con and doing some work and playing some video games and fucking around and drinking and eating. Uh, what do you what have you what have you done this, this past week? Well, uh, in the same way, I, I have also been preparing for Comic Con here, um, which has been pretty great. Corinne's been helping me a whole lot with that. Uh, we've also done a good bit of drinking and you know, kind of relaxing together while we work on stuff because that, that's our best. Uh, 
you know, television watching time is preparing for Comic-Con. Right, because you have to sit on a couch and put a lot of uh, threads through in, through holes. Yeah, we do. Uh, glue, you have to glue a lot of felt to a lot of yarn. Exactly. A lot of uh, little things in plastic bags, uh, sorting things out, uh, putting together inventory and so on. So uh, we're, we're pretty excited about that. Uh, last night we went to a friend's birthday party, which was uh, also really great because he's a really good cook and... It was over at his parents' house, which is out in the country, and, you know, it was, it was a good time was had by all. Cool. And uh, uh, So it was, a, it was a parents' party. Were you still allowed to smoke weed? Yes. Yes, we were. I, I did not, because did I, have I don't cool, do that he, sort of thing. Does he have cool parents who let you smoke weed? I mean, yes. he, the parents figure, you know, better that you learn about it there than on the street. Exactly. Yeah. Because most kids who get high the first time, uh, they just—it's some random hobo on the street that gets them high and then molests them. It's not like, oh yeah, no, it's, always it's just some—it's their fuck-up friends, fuck-up slimeball parents that let other kids smoke weed at their house. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Better. It's better, better to learn it at home. Yeah. Um. So uh, cool. Uh, I, d- was, I did a have fun a funny thing happen to me though, you which did. Um, happened one of the nights that I was working at the office and. Uh, I was packing up the truck with with a bunch of boxes and things and it was dark already and uh across the street there was a family that was having uh some kind of salsa dance lessons for the their neighborhood teenagers or something it wasn't like a uh, it looked like they were having a great time what it wasn't like a quinceañeras lambada you know it might have been in preparation for something like that i'm i'm not exactly sure but as I was uh, listening to that and putting stuff together, these two guys walked by and I knew immediately that one of them was going to ask me for money. And uh, one broke off from the two, two man duo and said, hey, man, uh, do, you have, do you have anything you could spare? Um, we're on our way to the store to get some beer and we're, we're just kind of short. And, uh, you know, like anything you can give us would 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 help us out. And um you know, I pulled out a buck, gave him, gave him a dollar, and, and as I was giving it to him, he said, man, I'm, I'm not lying, I'm telling you the truth, uh, which I thought was kind of curious because I don't know what other reason, um, you know, if I'm giving him a dollar for the beer, what other reason yeah, what could, could, be a worse could he have had? Than, you know, like, yeah. hey, make sure you don't give this to your kids, don't go visit your sick mother, Right. Don't, uh, don't don't say like put this in a pile of money that once it gets big enough use it to rent an apartment. Yeah, don't do that, man. This is strictly for beer. So uh, I see that's I why that I always just give. Thing. I usually just keep beer with me to give to the homeless. Oh right, and whether then you you not. know whether it is for beer or not because then when they see the beer they say oh mm, no that's that's not my brand. So then you know they're probably spending it on medicine and you don't. Want I guess that. they might. I used to I used to occasionally have a homeless person turn down uh, cigarettes because they were menthols, <laughs> and that's why you started smoking menthols, wasn't it? I think I just I think I just liked the cool, soothing. It's, it's like medicine, you know. They're good mm-hmm. cigarettes uh, to smoke when you're sick. Sure. I've I've heard that. I I thought that's how they started. The doctor recommended. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For when you had a cold. Um, San Diego is weird, man. It is like crazy. Uh, like 
It is okay. So I was gonna say it's crazy homeless person central, but it's not. It's actually cool, happy homeless person central. Really? Like we have probably we have probably seen 150 homeless people since we've been here. Mm-hmm. By and large, when they talk to you, they just say, "Hey, how's it going?" Instead of, "Hey, can I have some money?" Because they got everything they need. They got That's fresh true. air. Uh, they mm-hmm. got uh, the smell of dog pee uh, sort of everywhere. Sure. Uh, you know, which I mean, man does not it's live great. by the smell of dog pee alone. But I mean, you know, you need you need it. Uh, you know what I don't understand, Roy? What? Uh, why such a preponderance of the sort of young urban douchebags uh, who live in the the sorts of of condominium buildings uh, where we rent condominiums for for our business travels? Uh, why so many of them have dogs? Hmm. And what kind it's, of dogs? Like big dogs oh, or little ch- dogs? Chihuahuas and shit, and and dachshunds, and um, I don't know, corgas, Cor- and corgas, shipsubs. I don't know a lot about dogs. Right. Every once in a while, there's a furry dog, like a. Um, <laughs> it's like a, a, a dude sh- dressed up. A sh- a Shetland terrier. No, a, I, th- I thought yeah. it was a a pony terrier. A Cornish game Great Dane. That's like mm-hmm. a Great Dane, only smaller, right? Right. And a lot of feathers. small dogs. A lot of small dogs. Um, and seriously, the corner out in front of this building is like the closest place for a dog to piss to the door of this building. And mm-hmm. so the entire the entire intersection just reeks of dog piss all the time. <laughs> it's it's disgusting. I I have a a plan for you. Every day when you walk by, you should carry a cup of water with you, and then you just throw it where all the dogs pee. And then eventually you will wash it away. I thought of that. Um, But then I wondered, like, would adding water to it, I mean, because it's mostly water to begin with, right? Oh, because it reactivates it. Yeah, would adding water to it actually help? I don't know. Man, you know what I found that was disgusting? Uh, because because we're about to go on this stupid hike that's going to kill us all. Uh, one of the things that I've been I'm doing is... Uh, my, no, sure. Uh, is uh, There's this big exterior staircase on the building that's pretty easy to get to. And it's a weird-shaped building, so it just it just this staircase kind of winds up the outside of the building. Uh, so I've just been, like, walking up and down those stairs, like, to try and get myself used to walking up and down... Uh, uh, rocks, uh, mountains uh, uh, that are up high. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's this combination of exertion and terror uh, that I'm right. trying to trying to build up a resistance to. But there's a there's a portion of it where there's a the staircase goes right past somebody else's roof that is right outside somebody's balcony, and there is probably a ten foot by ten foot section of roof where there are, I'm guessing, five hundred dog turds, like. The people really? who live in that apartment must just, instead of walking their dog, they just let their dog, they, they lift their dog over their fence, let their dog take a giant shit on this roof, and also pee all over it, because there's just puddles. There are standing mm. puddles. Like, so many of dogs are pissing here that the piss doesn't even have a chance to evaporate. Wow. Um, so that means in an emergency, you could use those facilities. Oh, oh I could. I could. Um yeah, like in yeah, case of wow. a fire. And if I got in trouble, I could just point at all the turds and be like, look, th- these can't all have been me. You got, you got no evidence. <laughs> exactly. And then they'll say, sir, we caught you shitting on this roof. Mm-hmm. You're going to need to come with us. And I, and I won't really have anything to say. Well, my question would be is what, what, 
why were they looking? Really, they should mind their own business. Yeah, you're what trying are you, to have do, some do sort your of business. Sick fetish? Like yeah. you can only you can only have an orgasm if you're oppressing the poor, you know, who sure. are shitting on the roofs of their luxury condos. Right. Yeah. Why do these people have dogs? Is it just sti- is it because Paris Hilton has a dog, and they want to be like Paris Hilton? Uh, maybe, maybe uh, you know, dogs are a conversation starter. Dogs uh, make you seem less threatening. They, it makes it seem like uh, you are capable of making something not die, most likely. Oh, so um, you think it's like a mate attraction strategy? Yes, I do. Okay, because I mean, whenever they can't, I'm in an elevator, they can't put with babies a guy, on a leash, so they get a dog. I, I get into the elevator with one of these guys that has one of these dogs. I look at them, and I think that guy hates that fucking dog. That guy is so pissed off that he has to ride the elevator down and let his dog piss on that one tree where all the dogs <laughs> piss. He's so mad. He's just like, what the girl? And so, like, maybe he's walking his girlfriend's dog. Maybe his girlfriend was like, I'm only going to give you blowjobs if you get a dog. And he's like, okay. And he gets the dog. And then she never takes care of it. Uh, all she does is she only wants it when it's time to put it in her purse and go out right. on the red carpet. Right. Exactly. And the rest of the time, he just has to take it downstairs to pee on that tree. And he doesn't like the smell of the piss that, that lingers around that tree like a fetid halo any more than I do. How's that tree you? doing? I don't know. It might not I even be a like tree. It might be, be like a, it might be like a lamppost, for all I know. Oh. I'm so bowled you... over by the stench of dog piss that all my other senses shut down in an effort to protect me. I see. Yeah. You know, it's like when you're blind, you can smell a lot better. When mm-hmm. you smell something really gross, your vision sort of dims and... You stop being able to hear stuff. Right. Your your sense of balance. You lose muscle weird. control. You sort of you fall over face first in a giant marsh of dog piss. How are you making it on on your own? Well that seems what dangerous. I, what I've what I've started doing, Roy, is uh when I'm about to open the door to the building, I take a big deep breath and mm. then I hold it until I get wherever I'm going. And you run as fast as you can with your and eyes. The trouble closed. is you know, you've you've been with me in spaces that I've been trying to navigate. Uh, what what often is is hoists me there is uh, I uh, I will go the wrong direction several times. Uh, right. The first time I have the opportunity to make a turn on the way somewhere, so mm-hmm. uh, I I often have to do a lot of a lot of little miniature U turns in that right. uh, intersection. Sometimes I end up holding my breath so long that I pass out. Mm. Wow. You, you know, should get one of those medic alert bracelets. Oh, right. That that beeps if I go. Uh, how do those even work? Do they beep if I they get close to I think they give you a shock. Ground? Oh, they just shock you to wake you up so you get yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, if they Stop being if they old. notice that you've fallen down. Yeah. Or hurt yourself in some way, they give you a strong jolt to wake you up and uh off off uh off the ground, you know, so that you can pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Roy, I think we've spent enough time talking about our own problems. There are other people out there with problems, and there are other people out there with problems that they have written us to ask for advice with, and we should give them some advice. But before we do that, Roy, let's have a cocktail. Let's have a cocktail. This week's cocktail, uh, Roy, is evidently called the Wild-Eyed Rose. Uh, uh, I got this recipe from a text message that you sent me. Yep, which was a picture of the recipe card. Uh, where'd you get this? Was it was it in your batch of '60s cocktail recipes? Yes, it was. Um, the way that this uh, cocktail is described 
it seems kind of horrific. I, you, you cut off the picture of it, so I don't know, uh, I don't exactly know what this looks like, but, uh, uh it, it, so it's, uh, some whiskey, three parts mm-hmm. whiskey to one part grenadine, which is a lot of grenadine per whiskey. Uh, this mm-hmm. is, this is a very red, uh, cocktail. Very. Uh, and then a tea tablespoon. Actually, so I don't know what the fuck, what does this say? It says uh, one tablespoon of lime juice. Yeah, that's two, uh, one and a half jiggers of Irish whiskey and a half a jigger of grenadine. Um, I got, I bought a jigger, uh, but the thing that I, the thing that strikes me as weird about that is uh, having things in a half jigger. Because mm. how the hell do you know what half a jigger is? Right, it's because like it's conical, coned. Yeah, so it's not, mm. it's not where you think, but you don't know if it's higher than where you'd think or lower than where you'd think. Right, you're not some geometrist. I resolved no, that by not measuring at all. Oh, good. Uh, I just kind of poured version, stuff th- in. See, this is another weird occasion because we made these cocktails separately, Roy. We did, and I have a feeling that mine isn't as good as yours. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I also don't have any ice because I thought we still had ice at the office, and we do not. Nope. Yeah, you can so just go outside. Uh, it's surely cold enough for ice to have formed somewhere out there. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I'll put it outside for, for a little while. Um, anyway, so so yeah, I also I didn't uh, have a tablespoon measure, so I just squeezed like half a lime into each of these, uh, mm-hmm. and then you put a put a couple ice cubes in it and uh, stir it up, and then fill an old fashioned glass uh, with mm-hmm. uh, the old fashioned not just a not just a random old fashioned glass, uh, right. the one that you've been making this cocktail in, uh, not your grandma's glass, uh, soda water. Uh, I I am enjoying this cocktail. I made uh, I made really? three of them, and it's a hit. It's a hit here in the in the condominium. Mine is very medicinal. Really? I, I think it's going to cure me of my, my uh, pains. Uh, the recipe calls for something that sounds pretty horrifying. Uh, making a sort of a fake eyeball out of a lime and maraschino cherry. Right. What's it called? Uh, well, I don't know. No, there was a name Wild-eyed for it. Wild-eyed rose. It says to make a red-eyed lime. A Slice red-eyed maraschino lime. cherry in half crosswise. Uh, yeah. Nowadays they that, call that the Voldemort. I don't know that it is necessary to specify how you slice the the maraschino cherry in half. Like I don't think that there is a fundamental difference between any two ways of slicing a maraschino cherry in half. Mm, right. Because they're round. Um yeah, I don't know. And they're We don't have maraschino like cherries, so anyway. we can't test it out. Wow, so you, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't have any maraschino cherries either. Um, yeah, so I also, I, and I also was scared. I didn't want a creepy glowing red eye in my beverage. Right. I, this thing's pretty good uh, for, for all its uh, dubious provenance. I, you found it because uh, we both had whiskey, and right. there happened to be grenadine and lime juice at the, uh, at the office. Uh, there weren't. I mean, the grenadine it was from 2008, so I bought new grenadine. Oh, come on. New lines. It's fine. Well, I'll never know. We took a trip to BevMo uh, to get the requisite bits of this. I didn't actually have any Irish whiskey, which is what the which is what the thing calls for. So I grabbed some Irish whiskey at the BevMo. That's a magical place. It is. I don't know of... if they have BevMo where you live, listeners, but if they do, you should go there. One mm-hmm. time, I was at Bevmo and I got a real bad paper cut. Uh, I think, I think that this show, Roy, has been good for me in terms of making it so I I can kind of make some drinks. 
Oh, right. That's, that's I was thinking true. earlier, uh, almost every time I make a drink, I, uh, I am reminded of this time uh, when you and I were called upon by the, <laughs> I guess what, the grandmother of a friend yes. to, uh, to tend bar at a fancy party that she was throwing. And, Which uh, we volunteered for because she was going to normally pay for a bartender. Mm-hmm. And I think we also assumed that maybe she would pay us because we were mm-hmm. poor college students. And right. that didn't turn out to be what happened. <laughs> no, she didn't pay us. Um, uh, I remember, though, uh, at one point uh, a man uh, came and got, uh, ordered a drink and I made it and I handed it to him. And he gave it to the woman uh, that he was getting the drink for. And a couple minutes later, I heard her say... Wow, this is a uh, terrible cocktail you've made for me, Henry. <laughs> and he said, "Oh, I didn't make it. The guys behind the bar did." And I think of that. Uh, I don't remember if his name was actually Henry or not. I just in 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 my memory, his name's Henry because all old men are named Henry. Sure. Uh, the third. But uh, yeah, I think of that almost every time I make a cocktail. Really? Huh? Anytime I'm pouring things into a glass, I think of that woman saying. This is a terrible cocktail you've made for me. What I remember from that experience is that um, I was being kind of heavy-handed with the alcohol. And these were all very refined people who uh, didn't want to just get drunk as quickly as possible the way that I would have wanted at that age, which was, I think, 24, 25 even uh, at so this age, at that party, I would have wanted to have gotten drunk or, or just left. I think I would leave is sure. what I would do if I were at that party. Right. Or retroactively you were, you were have taken up golf. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> right. leave. I couldn't leave. Yeah, you're on the job. Yeah. And the waitress, the, the waitresses were getting really mad at us because they thought that, because she had hired waitresses. Right. But which, not real bartenders. Weird. Yeah, and they were mad because they thought that we were just inept. And then we once we explained to them that we were not professional bartenders. They got a lot nicer to us. They did. Although maybe we should have just waited instead. And, you know, because I, I think people can figure out how to uh, wait without, you know, having to learn recipes. And bartending is much harder. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't rise to the occasion at all. But that woman no. was kind of a bitch. So I would hate to have actually performed uh, admirable service for her. Sure. It's not like we uh, got a tip or anything. It doesn't matter. It's in the past. Now we're much older. You know how to make some drinks. I watch you make them. They're pretty good. Sometimes. You you often don't like them, I think. Uh, but it's not because you're unskilled at making them. It has to you do with like the ingredients. You only like tequila. Uh, mm, uh, y- yes. If it doesn't have a worm in it, you're not interested. Tequila doesn't have a worm in it, but That's I put you... one in for myself. Right, only mezcal has a worm in it. Yeah, and mezcal but is gross. Like a cartoon bottle of tequila has a worm in it. Sure, yeah. But If you're um, making a joke about tequila, it has a worm in it. Sure, right. But you have to know that you're making a joke about it and know that it doesn't have a worm. Um... Wow, really? Do you, you don't think anybody ever makes a joke about tequila without realizing that real tequila does not have a worm in the bottle? That, in fact, that's mezcal? That's, a, that's kind of a well-actually moment there, though, isn't it? Yeah. Because not I don't everybody know. knows. I don't know that. what people think. Uh, what else do you like? you like an apple that has a worm in it? Like an apple from, like a, from I don't know, like a kindergarten uh, poster? Yes. 
like because the, the worm is always learning something mm-hmm. yeah or it's it's encouraging you to to read right yeah mm-hmm. uh, that, that's oh because he's a bookworm thing. sure sure uh maybe a skull uh in like a creepy halloween decoration from an elementary school sure has worm those will sometimes have a worm coming mm-hmm. out of one of the eye sockets and sometimes it's a happy worm that's just living there you know along with a mouse maybe a spider yeah and yeah. other times other times it's an unhappy worm whose uh, wife just left it which was the wow. other side of the worm which is even yeah, more other... humiliating yeah wow so the other eye socket is just empty and all of his guts are leaking out yeah <laughs> the hole his wife left in him literally mm-hmm mm terrible a lot of uh, fireworks in this town i don't know if there are a lot of sporting events or uh if i if I, if we just tend to be able to see more of the sky and there's just fireworks are there fireworks like everywhere all the time is that a is that a thing that's happened has history marched on without me uh, you mean in in the world yeah, yeah. Uh, people are celebrating things a lot more with with fireworks so you know, like, at any given moment, you can look up into the sky and there will probably be fireworks. And sure. The cel- reason that I haven't been aware something. of this is because I'm always, I'm always staring at a, a, a computer screen or something and right. never at the sky. Yeah, but you do have that screensaver, which is awesome fireworks. Oh, yeah, and sometimes it's those toasters that fly. Right. <laughs> that are exploding like fireworks. Let's, uh, let's, let's help some people, Roy. Let's answer some questions. All right. <laughs> Hey, we got some questions from that Twitter thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Office Troll writes, What is the best way to introduce a new girlfriend to old school video games? Atari, NES, SNES, Sega, etc. Yeah, um, the party. I think this is a trick question uh, because no, no one who plays video games uh, ever has a new girlfriend. Mm-hmm. They have an old girlfriend who's beleaguered and sitting on the couch saying... I want to go out dancing, and all you do is play your SNES. Right. For real, though, you're saying have a party? Yeah, and you invite all of the old-school video games, and then you can introduce them to your girlfriend. Ah, but, but then if you forget her name, it's awkward, and if you forget their name, like, oh, this is uh, the Guardian Legend. This is my girlfriend, Gardena. Uh, you, well, I mean, you can put a name tag on her, and then all the old school video games have the names clearly on them. You could have no one of those deal. parties where you mix up the name tags, or you could just start dating a girl named Shinobi. Oh, yeah. That'd be pretty sweet. Um, remember that party you had where you misspelled everybody's name on the name tag? Yep, I that do. That was pretty clever. Yeah, you were was. trying to, And that way I didn't I think, have to actually... Uh, Worry about misspelling their names. Oh, yeah, because you had done it by accident so many times that you just mm-hmm. decided, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck yeah. it and fuck you people. Yes, exactly. Uh, I, I think during a, lot of the, during a lot of that period of your life, you just woke up in the morning thinking, what would David Byrne do if he were here right now? <laughs> he would throw a party where he gave everyone name tags with their names misspelled. Exactly, yeah. It's always different. You know, I, I actually really like uh, people wearing name tags at parties. Yeah, because you can, you, sometimes that'll clue you into the fact that you've already introduced yourself to somebody six times. <laughs> exactly. Make you seem like and, less of an uh, asshole. 
you know, it removes any sort of awkwardness that a person might have about forgetting their their name. But this is one thing. You have to make the name tags ahead of time. You can't let people write their own name tags because they're going to try and be clever or their writing is illegible or some, some other yeah, weird they'll bullshit. Draw, they'll just draw a big picture of a cock and balls. That's what exactly. I normally do. And I say, and well, that's not their name. My name's cock and balls. Mm-hmm. Nice to meet you. Uh, Ace Newby's uh, Ace Newby wrote, Dear Advice Hot Dog, going to Vegas and don't have the satch to gamble for the entire trip. Got any cheap entertainment ideas? Uh, I don't know. Uh, wait, did, was that just a typo of cash? <laughs> yes, I think that was supposed to be uh, cash. Did you Unless type d- this? Do you know what incre- satch is? Well, cause I, well, what I was thinking was maybe it's short for satchel, and he is from mm. a country where they, descri- where they keep their, their money in satchels. That's true. Like, uh, oh, my, my duffel bag full of money is running a little low and I can't gamble for the entire trip because the trip is like six months long. Exactly. Huh. If you have a and duffel it's only going to last cash, for four months. If you have a duffel bag full of cash, that's a lot of cash, no matter how you slice it. I mean, you, you, they don't make like small duffel bags, right? I mean, they no, make duffel bags that's... that are smaller than other duffel bags, but even $1 bills, even enough $1 bills to fill a small duffel bag, that's still, that's still enough cash to gamble for a while. Sure. It's enough cash to I, last you until you get bored with Vegas. Right. I mean, I, I, I would have to say... of sack, and he's saying he doesn't have the scrote to gamble for the entire trip. Like, he could afford it, he just doesn't have the stones. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I would say don't waste your money on shows, right? What? No. Absolutely don't go waste see your money Celine on shows. Dion. You're going to waste your money on anything. Well, no, not on Celine Dion. Go see the But you should maybe group. go see Wayne Newton. Y- go see uh, Penn and Teller. Hmm. Go mm-hmm. see um, a Cirque du Soleil. They're French, and sometimes there are boobs. Oh, right. If you Actually, go to the Zunam. I don't think that there are any boobs. I don't think that there were any boobs in any Cirque du Soleil shows. I'm thinking No, they of, had one uh, adult-themed uh, Cirque. Yeah, they did, and I don't think there were any boobs in it. Oh, yeah, really? I don't know, man. Maybe there were. No, I think there are. Uh, there, uh, I, I think I was thinking of the uh, Moulin Rouge, and uh, there were a lot of boobs at the Moulin Rouge. Sure. Or were there a lot of boobs there? They, they were, were almost exactly the same size. Really? It was weird. It was like one of the requirements for being a showgirl in that line of 80 showgirls is that you had to have boobs that were exactly this right size. Oh, like the Rockettes. Yeah. Only it was boob size. What I would suggest in Vegas, oh, do they have to have the same size legs? I think so. Rockettes have, have to be, to be like the, the same, same height. height. Huh. Uh-huh. Crazy. Uh, so here's a, here's a thing that you can do. Get a job uh, for one of those companies that hands out the uh, business cards that have, like, call girls' uh, names and mm. numbers on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, A, that's a good way to meet people. Uh, I mean, when I see one of those guys, I think, hey, I want to be that guy's friend and maybe go on an adventure with him. Exactly, yeah. New friend. And that's, yeah. And uh, and also, you probably uh, get paid, because I can't think why you would do that if you weren't getting paid. Right. Uh, so then you do that for half the day, and then spend the other half of the day uh, gambling away the money that you made um, by, I guess, uh, I guess peddling prostitution? Is that what those things are? I think so. That and littering. Right. Do you mm-hmm. get paid for littering, or do you get arrested for littering? No, I mean, you get paid to hand out the objects that will be uh, littered with. 
Oh, you're just creating littering, but you're not you're not actually responsible yeah, for no, littering yeah, from a in a literal yeah, you, perspective. You're outsourcing it to uh, people who are gambling in Las Vegas. Uh, speaking of which, Panda Persona says, "Do you have any advice for long distance relationships? Distance greater than four hours? Um, I think that you might be confusing distance and time." Hmm. Hmm. Um, do you have any advice for a long distance uh, relationship? The distance is uh, approximately uh, uh, twelve parsecs. Right. Um, uh, you know, Sting can have sex for more than four hours. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So that that's what you do. You you uh, instead of going uh, by car, have her come mm-hmm. visit you riding Sting. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you know. Then, and then she'll, she'll be, be very happy, happy to time. see you. Yeah, and, and and then you'll be like, "Oh, cool, Sting. Can I have your autograph?" And he'll be like, "Sorry, I'm, no I'm, autographs, leave me, please. Leave me alone, kid. I'm fucking your girlfriend." Uh, um, have, have you ever have you ever uh, sustained a long distance relationship? Mm, no, I mean that's the problem with long distance relationships. Unless you are, um, I think, very sort of together, where you know. You each have some sort of big thing that you need to get done, and then that is why you're in a, a two different cities. Um, well, I, I think, think for the most I part mean, they it don't depends work. On whether you're uh, you're like married and somebody has a, has to get a job for six months across the country or whatever, right? Well, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I think you, you can you can approach it casually and maybe it works, but I don't think it I don't think it's going to work out long distance for forever, right? Because that's you don't want a no. relationship like that. You want a relationship you have to where make you actually a move. get to see a person and maybe uh, eat ice cream with them. Right. Ask them out on dates. And that is hard to do only using FaceTime on your iPhone. Uh, right, yeah. It gets the bills. The bills get high for your internets. Exactly. Long distance. It's if you're paying by the picture of boob. <laughs> right. Um, also, greater than four hours implies, you know, she lives four and a half hours away. That's not a super distance. But what if it's flying? That's kind of an obnoxious distance, right? Because if you were dating somebody and they were four hours away, like, she would totally want you to drive up there every fucking weekend, but there's no way that you would want to. Right. Like, because if she was like, oh, I'm dating somebody that lives 15 minutes away, it's like, oh, okay, that's fine. I mean, I guess, you know, I could make her drive halfway, and then it's only seven and a half minutes to get a hand job in the parking lot of a McDonald's. Oh, right. Uh, Yeah. Meet at the rest stop. But four hours, man. Or five hours. Or four and a half hours. Yeah. I don't even know, man. I mean, it'll seem awesome the first few times that you start visiting or are visited. But then after you're doing that for six months or a year, um, something has to change. Something's got to change. You're going to want to take a weekend off. Yeah. And then it'll be your fault that you're not spending enough time together. And then maybe she'll be very resentful when you do go up there. And uh, then your time is wasted because she's upset that you're not there enough. The next time, then she, and it was her you, idea you to move away in the first like, place. I don't know. I know. You know what? I, I don't want to hang out with you. I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out with Sting. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Don't get Sting involved. You're going to lose her. Uh, do we, we like no Facebooks? No Facebooks. No, no one wrote us in on the Facebooks. Did we get anything on the Google Plus? Are we are we jumping on that bandwagon? I don't know what that is. I don't it think seems it's like a, a scam. 
Yeah, it does. It does. It seems like they're just trying to like they're going to be like, hey, sign up for this and write all these things down. And then like you wake up the next day and your wallet's gone. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I don't know if it's a thing where people uh, are allowed to set up things that aren't people. Maybe that's oh. one way they're trying to differentiate themselves from Facebook. Huh. Uh, we should set up a MySpace. I hear that's that's crack a lacking. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's really great for promoting your band. Yeah, we're a band. We we should start a band. Um, let's see. Uh, Dick Kane writes. Uh, I wasn't supposed to. I wasn't supposed to uh, read that differently. So I don't know why I read that, and I thought maybe this person doesn't want me reading their real name. But why would they send this under their real name? My friend and I are renting a house from a friend of mine. The parking is squirrely. That's, uh, you know, I feel like when I was growing up, people described things as squirrely all the time. I would say I it was Randy. In a long time. And there's only one real parking spot. The other one is on a street by a school that you can't legally park on during school hours, so she's been parking in front of the empty house next door. Recently, that house was rented out, and the tenants requested we not park there since they need the spot, so my roommate now has to park further down the street, which is kind of a pain in the ass. They've only parked in front of the house they're renting once in the past six months, yet the two times my roommate has parked there, they've complained to the homeowner who complained to the owner of the home we're renting. How do I exact a revenge or some sort of retribution for their being so selfish and claiming a spot they never even use or one that's on a public street and for being petty enough to complain immediately as soon if somebody else does park to there i they didn't fuck that up i did uh more especially how do i get my delicious and savory revenge without it being obvious it was me bonus points if it's something i get to see or see proof of rather than just enjoy in absentia hmm. well i mean you could burn the house down all oh, right then they won't live there and they won't need a parking spot yeah and you could convince uh you could that's convince the owner of the house across the street you know you should just build a parking lot instead of rebuilding this house hmm then we could and, all and park think, there. Yeah, you should give me a, a spot for free for giving you this cool idea and burning the house down and giving you all this sweet insurance money. Oh, but don't say say the last part. Well, no, you're in on it with him because it's a scam. Oh, you met in a I shady, see. I... You met in a shady tavern and made this plan. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, you know, here's the thing. If I had a parking... Like, it, the fact that it's street parking makes it a little weird, right? But right, like, because it's it was a public their street. Driveway, if you'd been parking in the driveway of a vacant house and then somebody moved in and they said, hey, stop parking in my driveway and they don't have a car, that's okay. You wouldn't be pissed off at them then, right? Right. I don't know. Do you think they would complain if somebody was like at a party up the road and they parked there? Probably. They sound like jerks. D came sure. because he's an advice hot dog listener. Probably awesome. And his, his neighbors, because they're people, probably jerks. Right. They probably have a <laughs> dog that people. pees on things and smells bad. Huh. Uh, okay, here's what you do. You, so then revenge. You get a bag of dog poop, right. uh, the shape and size of a car. Uh, mm-hmm. You park it in that spot. Um, you light it on fire, and then you go ring their doorbell, and then drive off. <laughs> you need to put it in a big paper bag first. Well, I, that's what I said. A paper bag, the sh- shape and size of a car. Oh, I see. But right, so you um, make a how car are you going to of... keep the dog poo the proper shape? I I think you're going to have to make some kind of uh, mold. Well, you, make like a, you make a bag. You sew it out of b- thick paper. Oh, thick car. paper. Like yeah, grocery yeah, yeah. store paper. Oh, yeah, bag. yeah. No. Grocery well, store what, bag. What other paper. kind of paper bag is there? Like a, no, I meant a bag made out of tissue paper. Yeah, there's that kind. That, that, there's no such thing as a bag made out of tissue paper. Yeah, I think there is. 
And if there isn't, that's an untapped market. Well, anyway, Dot certainly com. not paper good enough. That certainly not a bag big enough or the shape of a car. Mm-hmm. Um, the the trick though is how to get them to stomp on it. Oh right. Or to drive the, because to it's drive really their big. monster truck over the top of it. Do you think if you uh, saw your car on fire, that you would want to put it out by throwing yourself on it? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I know if I see or a try, car try to stomp speeding down the interstate out. on fire, I want to put it out by leaping in front of it. Oh, right. If it's a nice car. Right. Mm-hmm. We saw an antique car that was mostly made of wood today. Really? Yeah, it looked uh, weird and ugly. And what I don't it understand if... Uh, like those little wood cold. pellets? Yeah, no, it probably... Well, oh, yeah, it was like a, a owl owl vomit. <laughs> it ran on owl pellets? Ran on, ran on my skeletons. Hmm. Yeah, those are great in science class. So his second question was, where's the best place to meet girls that aren't into roller derby, aren't Scottsdale chic, okay with a guy who plays video games a couple times a week, who read, enjoy sci-fi, don't smoke, stay physically fit without being all snooty about it, will let me win at Scrabble at least every third or fourth time, and have big boobs? I don't think there's any such thing as that. You don't? I think that any girl with big boobs is into roller derby at this point. Oh. I think his, history has moved past uh, D. Kane on this issue. Oh, sorry, D. Kane. Yeah. Also, uh, I mean, a girl who doesn't smoke uh, doesn't drink, and a girl who doesn't drink doesn't do anything. Yeah, exactly. You don't want a girl like that. You want a girl who used to smoke. Yeah. Maybe a girl right. who used to be fat, too. Oh, right. So you find a girl who used to be fat and then lost a bunch of weight. So then her standards are still low from before, so she'll date your dorky ass, Mr. Mm-hmm. Video Games, a couple times a week. I know what that means. That's right. like, oh, yeah, you know what? No, I only do it a couple times a week. That means you do it, like, as soon as you wake up every day, and then as soon as you're, like, right before you go to bed every night. Right. A couple times a week. Liar. Liar. It's like saying you only masturbate a couple times a week. Uh, no girls enjoy sci-fi. <laughs> I have no idea Do you think that's, that's true? true or not. I don't know. Your wife likes a... Your wife likes to see Picard in his fancy outfits. That's true. And right now we're watching a Stargate Universe, and, and she really likes it. Huh. Are you sure, or is she just yeah, saying that? Yeah, I'm really so sure. you'll put out. No, no. Oh, yeah, she's watching it so that I will put out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is true. And uh, three, Decane writes, when Ricky Gervais laughs really hard, does it kind of creep you out a little bit? Like he could lash out and punch you in the face at any second? Or is it just me? No, I think he, I, I only feel like he could lash out and punch you in the face. Right. And, and that is the best type of laughter. I don't think I've seen Ricky Gervais laugh. Mm, yeah, I have. And he does look punchy. Uh, Nathaniel says, why, when I love my Android and it does generally everything I could expect a phone to do right now, do I still feel it's inadequate compared to the iPhone? Eh, it's, you know, it's that, it's that whole cult religion thing. Oh, right. Do you feel like a better person, uh, Roy, because you have an iPhone? Like, do you feel just like a superior human? Do you feel like, do you feel like you're going to heaven and everybody who, who doesn't have an iPhone is not going to heaven? Mm, no, I, I don't think so. But Wait, do you feel like that because you're Catholic and you are right. in fact it's because going I'm to Catholic, not because I have an iPhone going to hell? Okay, but you Wait, can get a Catholic to app on your pur- phone. Purgatory? Do you go to purgatory and you get a chance to buy an iPhone? 
and and start over, try it again. Uh, there yeah. is no purgatory. Oh, I thought yeah, Catholics sorry. believed in purgatory. Nope. Who believes in purgatory then? I don't know. Uh, Non-Catholics. I don't know. Are you, you sure? are right in in saying that uh, purgatory was a thing that the Catholic Church believed, but it has uh, been deemed as not a place. There is no purgatory. Uh, do they still think there's a hell? Uh, no. Wait, do they still think there's a heaven? Uh, I think so, but I'm not, I'm not sure. Did Catholics no one get really all knows. reasonable? What? That can't happen. They, <laughs> how, can you, how, can you stop, how can you stop believing in that stuff and still say that it's not okay for somebody to wear a rubber? If I don't know. Not, if it means not giving a hundred teenage girls AIDS. Right. Yeah. That's changing too. I don't know. It takes it a long time to do not anything. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jess Marie says, speaking of which, what type of stones or crystals shall we choose to protect us and guide us smoothly toward the surreal, mystical, primitive path of our collective future? I would suggest a, a crystal made of uh, gorilla glass attached to the front of an iPhone 4. Oh. I would suggest I mean, some crystal meth. Ooh, yeah, you can get so much done. Like, yeah, you can. You never have to sleep. Makes your skin great. You get get think, to heaven think faster. The, think of all the money you save on dentistry. Right? On uh, pillowcases? Yeah, yeah. I can't tell you how how many times I've been I've been sitting at the kitchen table with a lone light bulb hanging from a cord above me, and mm -hmm. my wife comes in and stands behind me and puts her hands on my shoulders and I like lash out at her because I'm staring at the bills on the table wondering how I'm going to make this week's pillowcase budget. Right. You know, That's it's true. It's a scene that plays out in kitchens across America. You're going to have to double up. All that problem would just be solved. All that problem would be solved. Uh with it with a judicious application of just a little bit of crystal meth. Just just a little bit in your coffee every day. That's all. That's all you need. You mix it with coffee. What do they? What do they call that? The, the brownstone. That's what they call that. <laughs> You're hitting the brownstone. Yeah. Uh, Anne Marie writes. My boyfriend ties his shoes wrong. How do I tell him he's wrong without sounding like a jerk? And what is the right way to tie one's shoes? I don't think there's um, any way to tell somebody that they tie their shoes the wrong way without sounding like a jerk. Because I don't think there's any way to tell somebody that they tie their shoes wrong without being a jerk. I see. When well, I, uh, I, I think you could uh, stage a demonstration without being too obvious. You, you know, you're walking down the street and you say, "Oh, my shoe's untied. I'm gonna tie it." This is how I tied, and you have to say this out loud as loud as you can. And then you say, first uh, the rabbit goes around the tree and then goes into the hole, and then runs around the tree again." That's 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 what I would do, and then goes into like a different hole. Right. Then the rabbit kind of wraps his, folds his tail in half, and kind of wraps mm. the tail around another thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And then it eats some, its own poop. There were some rabbits uh, at the uh, at the Stone Brewery, and there were some frogs at the Stone Brewery, and there was some delicious beer. Mm. At the Stone Brewery. Anybody who lives anywhere near Escondido, California, totally go to the Stone Brewery, like every day. <laughs> I'm probably going back there later tonight. After we record Rabbits, this show, I'm going to go back there. and frogs. Again. Yeah. That's amazing. You go out there, and there's all these frog noises, 
and you think, those frogs don't have to worry about tying their shoes. All they got to worry no, about is don't. hopping around in a pond and croaking. Exactly. Until they eventually croak for the last time because they've bought the farm. And the farm is like right next door. That's where they get their milk. You know, milk. what you are describing sounds like heaven. Yeah. Turns Maybe out it's real. Maybe that's what heaven is. So uh, my, uh, my, my buddy Josh, uh, who some of you may know from our other podcasts, uh, tells me that I'm too old to wear chucks. He tells me this. Um, and really? the one time that I thought maybe he had a point uh, is when somebody asked me how I was going to tie them. Uh, because tying uh, your chucks in different ways apparently means different things. Like if you've, if you've done it in the butt, you will use a brown lace through the third hole. Mm-hmm. Um, the third hole from the bottom or from the top? Uh, it's from the top. Um, I see. And I, is that a thing? Is that a thing that you're aware of? I don't remember who asked me this. I feel like it might have been your wife. Does your wife know like what the kids do with their chucks? And is it somehow different? I is don't there, is, know. Is there a brown, secret language? Is it, like the, is it like the menu at In-N-Out? Where sure. There's a there's that, a there's a secret code that maybe what if you tie them in a certain way it means that you want somebody to dump an entire bottle of Thousand Island dressing on you. <laughs> yeah, but they have to be those salmon colored laces. Um, <clears throat> you know, I don't know about anything like that. I mean, I guess it's a possibility, but not everyone who wears chucks knows knows that that that's impossible. Yeah, I do remember um when i lived in germany uh being explained to by some of my gay gay friends that for a long time it wasn't so much right then but for a long time um gay men would wear different types of bandanas or bandana colors to mean different things so that was a thing okay. you could just wear a bandana that has a different color like a yellow bandana if you really like being peed on um, uh huh. A red bandana, if you like people bleeding on you. <laughs> the, it, the the red bandana is for if it's okay for your boyfriend to have sex with you while you're on your period. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I I don't know if that's a thing, but you know, just wear your chucks. Use uh you know what would be a oh just use one of my secret colors and then that'll have its own meaning people won't be able to figure you out they won't be able to see it they'll think wow how are that guy's how are that guy's shoes staying on without laces i should follow that guy Mm -hmm. and i'll become a cult leader exactly he he's very um sexually adventurous adventurously sexual Mm -hmm. you know that's how they'll know that's how all the 15 year old girls will know to join my sex cult Mm -hmm. yeah So Ryan writes, how long should I wait before telling my ex I have a new girlfriend? Do you remember, Roy, a year ago, uh, last month or the month before, Mm -hmm. when we did the first test run of Advice Hot Dog? Yes. And we said, all right, we're going to give advice to someone in this room. And then our Mm -hmm. friend Colleen asked, asked a question very similar to this one. And my response was, Ryan, what... Like, what possible reason do you have for telling your ex-girlfriend that you have a new girlfriend that isn't just fucking with her? And in that case, uh, you know, you, right should away. Not, you should wait. Yeah, you should, you should do it as soon as possible. Uh, right. Like, 
I've never been in it. Have you ever been in a situation where you were like, oh man, I'm going to have to tell my ex-girlfriend that I have a new girlfriend? Has that ever happened to you? Uh, I did once have to do that and it did not go well. Did you? Why did you have to do that? What was the deal? Because we were still friends. That's right. That's the only reason that that comes up is if you are friends with your ex-girlfriend. Okay, but here's the thing. How good of friends can you be? Like, do the rest of your friends not know that you have a girlfriend? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I don't think um, you got to tell them, right? Like, that's the thing. I don't remember. I don't remember the last time I told somebody I have a girlfriend when it wasn't like somebody who lived far away. And like, I hadn't. Oh, I haven't seen you in six months. How's it going? Do you have a girlfriend? Yes, I have a girlfriend. Hmm. Mm hmm. What if the ex-girlfriend lives somewhere far away her, and it is that type of situation? Her name is Sinistar. Um, <laughs> the, the, so if your ex-girlfriend lives far away, why? Why do you have I to tell her? Yeah. Why do you have to tell her? Like, what, I, I don't get it. I don't get why this is a thing I that you have think... this obligation to tell. All right. So when I have a new girlfriend, the first thing I do is I... I go through my little black book and I call all of my ex-girlfriends, no matter how long it's been since I talked to them last. And I say, hey, I just wanted you to know, uh, you know, this is, oh, this is Zach. Uh, remember that guy you used to fuck? Yeah, I'm totally fucking some other girl now. Ho-ho, right. and then hang up. And, and I might also have an STD. Oh, yeah. yeah, I probably do. And I don't know how far, I don't remember what uh, order I, I had sex with all of you in. Uh, I'm yeah, assuming so you this should is a, just conf- know. a conference call at this point. Um, but... You should all you should all get checked out. Yeah, I I uh, yeah, I don't know. I I th- maybe uh Ryan wants to change his status on Facebook and that this is why he wants to know when when he can tell the girlfriend, which mean uh, uh means you can just change your status on Facebook. Problem solved. D- d- I guess that does count as telling somebody something. Uh so what I've mainly seen that used for is People will get into a fight, and then one of them, uh, I mean, one of her, will change her status to single on Facebook. Uh, right. In an, you can't know, believe it. To make some sort of statement. And you're like, eh, she'll change it back. Right. I mean, he's the lull. She'll change it back, I guess. And then she does. And you're like, so what was that all about? Right. That's some nonsense. You guys, uh, Facebook is just a, a way of having an argument louder and in public. Yeah. But be uh, okay, Prolly. Don't bother telling any like. Don't don't just have a speed dial with all of your ex girlfriends so that you can tell them about your new girlfriend. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that this is a thing that you're worried about. Yeah, it's not something you have to do. If it's important, you know, if if she's like, if you have the kind of relationship where telling her is a thing that is meaningful, she probably already knows. Mm-hmm. Or if she doesn't know, then as soon as possible, because she will appreciate the fact that you told her soon rather than tried to keep it from her. Now, if it was like, how long should I wait before asking my ex for advice on how to best fuck my new girlfriend? <laughs> Probably a little bit longer. Different, yeah, because I mean, you, you want to wait until you want to wait until those those stings are stings are all healed. Right. Uh, Casey uh, suggests a. a I, I don't think this is advice or funny, but uh, for the hiccups, instead of shoving a cigarette up your ass, push on your eyebrows. It relaxes your neck muscles and gives your diaphragm a chance to realign. I mean hiccup chakras. 
Uh, uh, I made Corinne try this today when she had the hiccups. Oh, yeah? It seemed to work, but then she was holding her breath and doing other things. So I don't know if it was just because she pressed on her eyebrows, but uh, it was funny to see her try it. Mm-hmm. Did it look like she was thinking real hard? Mm, yeah, it did. Which she does. She thinks real hard about things. <clears throat> uh, so the fell guy, the guy who wrote us the postcard, says, uh, Your response to my name on the postcard got me thinking about managing one's identity on the internet. My recently acquired job that I fortunately still have puts me in a position where I'm putting things onto the internet associated with my real name and occupation, and I'm overly worried about this me being associated uh, with the internet me of the last decade or so. I don't think I've said anything too stupid in content, if not in how it was written, but I'm wondering, as people with internet personas associated with their real names, what kind of problems have you experienced, and what warnings and advice do you have? Uh, Personally, I uh, would suggest just not uh, caring what anybody thinks about you and never hesitating to say things as loudly as possible in public, no matter how stupid they are. Sure. Uh, it's, it's kind yeah. of the, the strategy that I adopted in, uh, in junior high. As soon as like sort of so, uh, social, uh, socializing became a thing, which is that, you know, somebody is going to do something to deliberately embarrass me before the day is over the only way that i can make that not happen is if i beat them to the punch huh uh, so just go out of your way to embarrass yourself as much as possible on the internet mm -hmm. uh, and then it won't then, matter yeah and then as soon as you get a serious job on the internet say uh you you should just post a link like not post a link you should you should print out a link to the dumbest thing you've ever said on the internet and maybe like a picture of your balls and mm -hmm. uh, print that out and uh, tape tape it to your cubicle so that everyone can see it. And then you don't have to worry about it anymore. Oh, I would have said like, you, you tape it to your boss's windshield. Mm, okay. No, that's an actual picture of your balls, not a link, like a URL with a picture of your balls. Because mm -hmm. if you put it on their windshield, they're going to have to, like, drive home and type it into their computer. Although maybe they have a smartphone. Right. Or, or you could get one of those little bar scan things and they could use their phone to take them directly there oh a qr code yeah get a qr yeah. code for your balls mm -hmm. man that'd be awesome it is important when you're driving to have an iphone with you in case you uh get into a car accident and get killed before you get home uh, so that you'll still get into heaven right in fact you might want to have a secondary iphone that you just keep in your car in case you forget <laughs> a lot of people end up in hell because of thoughtless accidents like that that's oh, true fuck i left my phone at work too bad, mm. ha ha ha, says the devil. It is forever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bet you, you'll have plenty of time to wish you hadn't done that while you're down here using a pitchfork to move these rocks from one hot pile to another. Because <laughs> that's what you do, right? Yeah, that's what you do in hell all the time. Um, I have not experienced any problems, but I haven't uh, until recently said anything or done anything on the internet that uh, people know about. Mm -hmm. um, and I also haven't encountered anyone who knows anything about me from the internet. In I feel person. like at least in the context of this podcast, I say things that are so dumb and so offensive that everything that you say just makes you seem really great by comparison. That, that is sort of what I'm trying to do. So Yeah, so I don't um, think you need to be worried about it. Okay, great. Also, Thanks. you know, here's, here's, here's what I suggest. Don't ever get in a position where you have to have a real job or advance any kind of career. Mm -hmm. You know, just like maybe make fart jokes for a living. 
Sure, but I mean, how hard is it to really not post something that is truly embarrassing about well, yourself like, or that you wouldn't want someone to know about? If you don't want that, don't ever put it on, on the internet. Here's the question, Twitter. though. We were, we were talking about this at dinner. Like, how hard is it to, sure, how hard is it as an adult? But, like, if you're, like, 12 years old, like, it, what, I was, what I had brought up at dinner is it's going to be interesting to see, like, 30 years from now, mm-hmm. the people who become celebrities because of some creative talent, you're going to be right. able to see everything that they've ever done, even, like, their dumb high school, you know, play they put on for a presentation because it's going to be on YouTube or, you know, YouTube. Sure, that's whatever. happening already. Yeah, well, like, you know, like with, with younger celebrities, I guess. But it's one thing to say, don't put embarrassing things on the internet, but it's another thing to say, like, don't express yourself when you're 12 because the things that you're going to express are stupid. I mean, I would be mortified if some of the dumb shit that I said when I was 12 years old had been immortalized somehow. Hmm for everyone to see who wanted to look at it but if i was 12 now i wouldn't think that it was a bad idea to say dumb shit on youtube right sure so i, I guess that's it, true i mean if you are like expressing yourself now is kind of expressing yourself on the internet right i, you wanna, I suppose so but I, I guess what i'm saying is not just expressing yourself it is possible I don't know, like that rant that you have about whatever particular thing that maybe later when you're not so angry, you wouldn't want people to read. You know, I, I guess it's more exercising that type of caution as an adult. I am speaking about an adult and not a 12 year old. But I also sure. think that 12 year olds don't do as much dumb shit like that. Oh, you don't think you don't think 12 year olds like get drunk and post screeds about their ex-girlfriends? I don't think so. <laughs> I knew I should have waited longer to tell her about my new girlfriend because she acted like a totes bitch. Yeah. Uh, Hello, Advice Hot Doggins, writes Chilled. Longtime listener, infrequent asking her. Not advice for me, but I got it asked for my advice earlier, and I wanted to be sure I provided reasonable advice myself. Names changed for no reason whatsoever. Uh, So one of my oldest friends, Frederick, hasn't been with the ladies for over three years now. Meanwhile, his close friend Mortimer has broken up with his long-term girlfriend Louise after getting her pregnant, and they want little if nothing to do with each other ever again. Louise has implied she wants to get freaky with Frederick. Frederick wants to get back in the game and sort out Louise's bedroom needs, but doesn't want to fuck over Mortimer, who he's very close to. I suggested that he wants to completely appraise Mortimer what's going on, not asking his permission per se, but not leaving him to find out half-truths from other people, and avoiding messing him around. Meanwhile, I'm also told to leave... uh, Uh, Wait, I also told him to leave Louise in no uncertain terms what he wants from her since, you know, pregnancy and all. Do you think I've done the right thing with my advice? Frederick is one of my oldest and dearest friends, and I don't want him getting fucked over by what I intended to be very sincere advice. Boy, I don't know, man. (laughs) That seems like a thing that... Sounds complicated. Clearly, the best advice is to not have anything to do with either of them, because you don't... Like... So two people can break up and not have anything to do with one another under all but a handful of circumstances one of which is one of them's pregnant with the other one's child right like there's no way that those people aren't sort of inextricably connected from now on right so like sure just don't don't mess with that i mean if you like (sighs) so you can't tell a guy who hasn't gotten laid for three years oh don't fuck this girl who totally wants to fuck you like but you know you can't trust her motives at this point. Mm-mm, it's too soon. Also, I mean, you know you're not going to get her pregnant, so... 
I guess that's I mean, that's an advantage. And if right? you have a pregnancy fetish, right now is the time. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe a few months from now will be the time, right? Because I don't think a pregnancy fetish is like, oh, she's pregnant, but she's not showing yet. Hot. I don't think it works that way. Right. I think they, they got to be like pretty pregnant. Yeah. Full of more full of baby. Yeah. Um, they, they have to be more machine than man. Mm hmm. Yeah. I don't know, man. I would not. I would not have. If somebody had asked me this, if I knew two people who were in this situation and they had asked me for advice, I would have just kind of done that thing where I hold my hands up and just be like, ah, and then wander into the other room and get a drink. <laughs> and then you claim that you just cut yourself and you oh, have yeah, to sorry. go to the hospital. I, I cut my finger. I really need to go. In fact, I actually carry a piece of broken glass in my pocket all the time so that I can cut my finger uh, in a situation like that. I like, you know, just like slip it in there like a professional wrestler. You know? Right. What do you use your pocket knife for then? Fruit? Well, it's so my I, yeah, fruit. <laughs> I use it to cut fruit. Uh, no, it's 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 too uh, it's ungainly. It's unwieldy to open that in my pocket. Right, but oh, you can always you can always reach the. Plus, I put it in a different pocket. I don't want to constantly accidentally be cutting myself when it's like license and registration, please. Oh crap! I cut myself and I have to speed <laughs> off. That's that's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I, I I think I gotta agree with you here. Um, you know, it it is too bad that she really wants to get on Frederick. But that is a volatile situation, and it can most likely it's gonna end badly for everyone involved. I, I think I do have to say though that I would consider the advice of going and telling the guy, "Hey, I'm thinking about fucking your ex girlfriend that's still pregnant with your child, and I just wanted to let you know." Like yeah. that seems like a really good way to get punched. Sure, I mean that might be part of the pregnancy fetish. Oh right, so this this is a guy. Who can? And this is the reason that he hasn't had sex in three years. He he can only get an erection if he is about to have sex with a pregnant woman and his nose is bleeding. Uh huh. All right. So I mean, that was in a way perfect advice for this particular guy. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, Grillbilly says, "Shoot, I just realized I had a question about what to do when my chicken gets broody, but I missed the episode with Rachel. So maybe you guys can help me out. What do I do when my wife goes broody? Thanks." Um. I, I so, don't know what that means. Okay, so a chicken gets broody uh, when, so that, like, basically we've, as a species, bred, uh, bred most of the actual sort of motherly instincts out of chickens, right? So they'll lay eggs, but then they will not sit on the eggs and fiercely guard them, you oh, know? Cause they'll they'll you let want, a, a human take them. You don't want that to happen. Uh but yeah, every once in a while, they, they, if you if you like, I don't know, leave eggs for too long or something, then they'll start like because I mean they, they still need to be able to breed, right? Right. So I don't I don't know, man. I think you so when your wife gets broody, just sort of shove her out of the way and grab the eggs and eat them real quick. <laughs> I guess I don't think it works the same way though because it isn't like you know your wife you just have these little baby pods laying around and every once in a while your wife is like oh fuck I should raise one of those. Right. I th I, yeah, I it's much harder any, to get at her eggs. I haven't had any kids, uh, but I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. You don't have any, like, you don't have any nascent, like, baby Roy's just sitting in, like, a little, like, a calcium giant single cell in your house, do you? I don't think so. But I, I'll check. 
You ever going to have kids, Roy? Uh, yeah. You're going to have kids like this week? Uh, I don't think I'm going to this week. I think I would have noticed that. Is this but how, is I, this how, are you going to tell all of your ex-girlfriends by relying on them, them listening to your podcast? Yes. I have to first convince them to listen to the podcast and then tell them, dear ex-girlfriends, I am now married and I'm thinking of having kids. What should I name them? <laughs> Please write um, into advicehotdog at gmail.com. I got a phone call from one of your ex-girlfriends who listens to the podcast. Very, very oh, yeah, that's true. Random. That, yeah. Uh, you, you always, uh, you, you, so, so because you're, uh, you're a popular man, uh, whenever you post something on Facebook, all of your friends, like, earnestly check it out. Because they're like, oh, that Roy, that Roy's got something going on. He's a cool <laughs> fella. I'm going to look at what you, he's up you to. You think that's how yeah, Facebook and works for me? And then they're always extremely disappointed to find out that everything that you're doing involves me. <laughs> so they stop they get, listening. They get very upset. Uh, uh, we're, we're thinking of having kids. What are you going to name and, them? Oh, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe I should go with uh, your suggestions. I, I remember you once suggesting uh, electricity and electricity. Yeah, yeah. There were not nearly enough kids in the world named Electricity, so my plan was to have seven kids and name them all Electricity. Yeah, that's pretty good. But no, I, I, I'll have to go with something else. I don't like certain names, but I do like other names. So mm. that's my plan, is to pick one of the ones that I like. Okay. Uh, are you going to do some crazy Mexican bullshit where your kid has like 40 last names? No. Our, our, our kids will have two last names, the way that I do, the way that I was raised. So that is crazy uh, Mexican bullshit. You realize you that, said is, 40. that is specifically the crazy Mexican bullshit that I was talking about. <laughs> and you, you, the, only, the only thing you're ever going to give them that is sweet is tamarind. Mm, yes. You know, tamarind what, mixed with carob. You know what is weird to me? is what? that uh, tamarind candy is really disgusting and everything that you ever brought me that was uh, flavored like tamarind was just really gross. But mm -hmm. you, you just go to the store and buy some tamarind. It's fucking delicious. Sweet tamarind. Yeah, oh, it's pretty good. kinds of tamarind? They're weird. They're like in these crazy, difficult-to-break-open pods and you break them open and then this weird sort of Heart waxy, seed. waxy purple stuff around these crazy slick hard seeds and you yeah. pull out like this that's you pull out this crazy part. network of stems inside it and, and then you're like i have ripped the spinal cord out of some sort of worm right oh it that's does kind of look like a, a circulatory like system yeah yeah that's what i always pretend i pretend that i've that i've slain some sort of alien and now i get to eat its delicious jellies Mm-hmm. gain its power yeah yeah no that stuff's good it's just so in yeah, Mexico we we like chili. That's what we like mixing that with things and salt. Uh, huh? Amelia says, "Not an advice question, but what was the word you used some episodes back to call slash name your listeners?" I just remember it made me laugh. Thanks. Uh, it was plumpalumps, wasn't it? Yeah, it was plumpalumps. That was that I was think, your coining. Yeah, I think. But I like to refer to our listeners as the hot dogs people. With an apostrophe in there for no reason. No, it's a reason because they're the hot dogs people. The, so the they're people who belong to the hot dog. 
Are you saying that it should be hots dogs? Peoples? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so three apostrophes. H-O-T apostrophe S. D-O-G apostrophe S. People apostrophe S. P apostrophe E-O-P-L-E-S. I see. Andrew says, I've been in South Korea now for about six weeks, and all the kimchi I've made has been turning into effervescent, or has been turning effervescent, carbonated even. What is going on, and how do I keep this from happening? Side note, the natural kimchi soda that this produces is not my favorite. Second question, should I drink the tap water here in Korea? I don't think that anyone should ever drink the tap water from anywhere that they, any country that they don't live in. I've just been raised to believe it's unsafe. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know. You should find out from Koreans whether they drink the tap water and whether you should drink it. Um, As far as the kimchi stuff goes, it actually sounds like maybe it's fermenting too quickly. Because that that does exist with kimchi. It's always slowly fermenting. So when you buy it in the store, um, it will have some, some sort of bubbly juice in it, but it shouldn't have too much. Well, I didn't know you actually knew anything about making kimchi. I fucking love eating kimchi, so uh, I have picked up a few things because I eat so much of it. I've never made it, though. I I've, think I've that, uh, read about although making I like, it. Uh, I like sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. I think kimchi is disgusting. You do? You should make yep. some tamarind with it. Then you might sure. like it. Maybe some pickled ginger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Richard says... Thanks for your thorough and definitive answer to my beard question on last week's podcast. I haven't got a question this week, but instead a couple statements. First, Zach, you are totally right about both soccer and nuclear power. Sucks to the former and huzzah for the latter. And second, to the person who asked about hiccups last week, there's only one cure for hiccups that's always worked for me and for everyone to whom I've ever recommended it. Who knows why, but if you just swallow a spoonful of sugar dry, your hiccups will immediately disappear. It's pretty gross, but effective. I wonder if it's effective because it's gross. Hmm. I mean, it does make the medicine go down. That's true. Maybe it makes the the hiccups disappear. What if you're hypoglycemic? And so it's like, well, I don't have the hiccups anymore, but I'm dead. Oh, well, shouldn't you just use Splenda or something? Oh, yeah. I wonder if that would work. Or, I mean, salt. You could just use salt. Yeah, a teaspoon of salt. If that doesn't work, just have another teaspoon. Mm Mm-hmm. Or just snort the salt. If you're on a boat, it's even easier. Just, uh, Just hop in the ocean, drink until you can't drink anymore. Drink until you're not thirsty anymore. Uh-huh. We went out to we went out to the ocean and there were some people flying kites. Oh, sweet. And I briefly considered buying a kite and I went into the kite store and I was like, "You know what? I'm not going to buy a fucking kite." And I walked out of the, I walked out of the kite store. Did you and slam went, the door? Yeah, I did. I was like, "Fuck you. Kite. Fuck you and your fucking kites." Uh, no, and I, but I think that kind of marked a little bit of a turning point uh, for me because uh, there was a time in my life when I definitely would have bought a kite. Hmm, be a kite guy. But not anymore. Well, I wouldn't have wanted to be the kite guy. I would have gone out and flown a kite once and then I would have kept it for forever even though I never flew it again. Right. But I just anticipated that and I thought, well, is keeping it and moving it from place to place for the rest of my life worth the pleasure that I would derive from flying this kite one once, afternoon like right now? What about a kite rental place? Don't those exist where you can just rent a kite for a day? Yeah, you know, I would probably rent a kite for one day for as much as it would cost to buy a kite. Right. (laughs) Well, I mean, you're saving on the storage costs down the line. Yeah, Yeah, I don't have to, you know, I don't have to pay to keep it climate controlled. Right. Yeah. I don't have to feed it. (laughs) Because it's made out of tissue paper. Yeah. 
That's true. Um, I like uh, I like that we've moved from most of our listener feedback being about diarrhea to most of our listener feedback being about hiccups. Yeah, still still bodily, you know, but uh, sure. But it's moving palatable. from downstairs to upstairs. Oh yeah, next next week will be headaches. Yeah, how do you get rid of a headache, Roy? Uh, you have sex. Really? Yeah, it seems to help. Huh? What yeah, if your headache you, is you've been doing doing though? headaches all wrong? Honey, I have a headache. Let's have sex. Oh yeah, okay. That is that is where that old saw comes from. Mm-hmm. Corwin says, "Gentlemen, I have two unrelated things to ask advice about. Feel free to use either, neither, or both as fits your needs. First, let's say you accidentally signed up for a two-year gym membership. Later, you figure out that their business is pretty much based on tricking people into signing up for two-year memberships and then adamantly refusing to cancel them. What would you do? The best plans I've been able to come come up with mostly involve fire and their corporate offices, but that seems like it may cause more trouble than it's worth." Uh, huh. Uh, do, does he mean that um, they won't let him cancel, but we'll keep charging him? Yeah, I don't know, man. You act. How do you accidentally sign up for a two-year gym membership? You sign. Oh, maybe he's and... one of those hot green Greenpeace girls that signed him up. Oh, he thought he so. was saving the forest, and instead he signed up for a gym membership. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could yeah, just go I'm... to the gym. Right. Yeah, or use it. But, you know, who wants to do that? Yeah, nobody. Uh, Second, what do you do if you're in a social situation and the people around are both racist and comfortable with sharing their racist beliefs? I typically handle these sorts of situations by looking uncomfortable and not talking to them, but that's also how I handle most social situations. Well, let's see. Roy, what do you do if you're in a social situation with me? Um, I change the subject a lot. Cool. I mention the things that I am interested in and doing, Uh, and sometimes I will uh, make noises and tap on a glass until people start listening to me so that I can tell my cool Merchant of Venice story. Yeah, okay, that's good. I wondered why you were doing that more and more often, uh, the more racist I got. (laughs) Yeah. Because really, I just I don't know, I I think you just leave the room or something. Well, what what if you can't leave the room? Uh, you cover you, your ears you and accidentally you say, la, up la, for la. a two-year party, and you're not allowed to leave the room, no matter how racist the personal trainers are at the party. Oh, that's that's a hard one. What kind of food do they have there? Oh, I don't know. Um, I was trying to think. Of, I was trying dogs. to think of some racist potato chips, but I. <laughs> um. Yeah, I can, I'm sorry. I can't think of any. I can't think. So think of I'm any sure racist that I, foods that I could think of some racist potato chips, but I couldn't think of any that I would actually want to say the names of. <laughs> are you saying there are actual racist potato chips? No, no. I'm saying that if I if I thought about it, I could come up with some some plays on the names of a potato chip or a snack food and oh. some and some racial epithet. But I don't yes. actually want to say that on a podcast. Oh, right, because it'll be on the Internet. Yeah, it will. It'll be on the internet forever. And then later forever. on, when I'm when I'm running for uh, high lord white guy of politics, they'll they'll pull out this thing and say, "But you're racist," and I'm like, "Ah, oh, fuck." Or they'll no, say, "Like just the you're potato not, chips." You're not quite racist enough to be president. <laughs> oh right. So your problem will be that it isn't enough. And yeah, and I don't want to go. I don't want to go halfway down that road. Right. I wish that I could think of a uh I wish that I could think of a racial epithet that was okay to say. 
Oh, well, I, I think you should handle cracker. this the way, you know, you ha- we handle most things, which is by keeping a shard of glass or some kind of poison tooth uh, in your face. <laughs> poison tooth is always uh, the, the, the perfect solution to any situation. Uh, Kevin, Kevin, I think, wants to contribute a joke <laughs> to this podcast. Uh, oh, is it, is it a, a racist one? <laughs> Because uh, then yeah, it'll be Kevin it, saying it, not you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Kevin suggests lesions. Le what? Yeah, it's like lays uh, potato chips, but Asians. You know that that racial epithet, Asian. Oh. Okay, I thought he was saying that uh, to get out of this situation, you should have some skin lesions. No, no. You know what I had happen uh, because of the weird humidity here is when I was making these drinks, I reached into the thing uh, with, I reached into the dish of ice and uh, all of this ice got stuck to my fingers. And then the cocktails that I made for everybody here had little bits of my finger skin. Mm, delicious. Maybe that's the ingredient that I'm missing. Yeah. That's why mine tastes so bad. Um, you can probably, if you go uh, into my office and turn my keyboard upside down and shake it, you can probably get some of my finger skin. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'll keep uh, that in there. mind. Uh, let's see. Do we want to, uh, do we want to do another couple of questions or do we want to, do we want to be, uh, be done with this? If, uh, if somebody wanted to ask us for advice, Roy, how would they go about doing that? Well, I would suggest that they first go to advicehotdog.com. Uh, we have links to, uh, the RSS feed or iTunes if you like using iTunes. And if you like using iTunes, please Give us a rating and write a review so that more people can find us on iTunes. That'll get us more listeners. Thank you. Uh, you can also write in to advicehotdog at gmail, um, or you can send us a tweet at advicehotdog, or go to the Facebook page. As we said earlier, we did not get any Facebooks this week, and it is always great to get some. So go to facebook.com slash advicehotdog. You can also call us at 769-218-9225 or send us a postcard at Advice Hot Dog P.O. Box 41774, Mesa, Arizona 85274. Well, you've got that shit down to a science, Roy. Do you have it written down on some sort of a cheat sheet? Uh, well, I mean, I have our card where all of those things are written down. Um, and then I look at that and then I say it. I guess I have some of those too. Hey, are you ready for uh, are you ready for this week's stinger? Yeah, let's do it. It uh, it comes to us uh, by by way of Kevin who had a who had an epiphany while uh, while driving and listening to Advice Hot Dog, and his stinger is sparkling or still. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Roy? I'm assuming he's asking us about vampires. Oh, sparkling vampires or still vampires? Yeah. So still or vampires suits. as the ones that are uh, in a stasis mode. And haven't yet drunk any blood. Right, like Bill Nye buried in some sort of chamber. Right. With a bunch Instead of complicated of, uh, gears. What's the, the the Twitter vampire? Rob Corddry? I have no idea what you're talking about. The twi- Twilight. The Twilight vampire. What's that guy? He's the one who glitters. Yes. I'm pretty sure his name is Rob Corddry. <laughs> Um, I would say uh, sparkling. No, wait. Still. Sparkling. 
I mean, it, so if this question is about water, then sparkling. If it's about what sort of suit you should wear to survive in the desert, still. Hmm. Yeah, still suit. Yeah, you're right. Well, I'm confused. I mean, I, I would go with sparkling water in your still suit, right? Because be, you don't want to that... just drink your your uh, recycled urine and feces. You you yeah. want it to uh, be yeah, sparkling. It needs, a, it needs a kick. Yeah. Maybe a squeeze of lime juice. I wonder if it could extract enough carbon dioxide from your farts <laughs> to, to give it to you, to give it to you sparkling. Yeah, I'd, I'd like. pay the extra 50 bucks for that. <laughs> or 50 credits. Or, or yeah, 50, well, 50 whatever liter, unit is used. 50 liters. 50 waters. Of water. How do they, how, do they have money? What do they use for money? Gold they, pressed They use water. They use decaliters. Right? Yeah. That's the most valuable thing on there. Well, I hope that this episode actually occurs. I hope that I'm able to. <laughs> uh, I hope that I'm able to get your audio and thread it into here, and it won't be all weird and out of sync like the last 15 minutes of video games hot dog was. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry about that to our uh, to our shared listeners. Um, Roy, you already well, told everybody I, how to get a hold of us, right? Sure, but I would have to say on behalf of all of our listeners to you, Zach, thank you for putting in the effort. And hey, whatever ready. turns out, we're very happy. You're welcome. I get all grouchy about this setup, but then once we get to talking, I'm like, you know what? I enjoy doing a podcast with you, Roy. Yeah, me too. I'm having fun. Mm -hmm. And I hope you all have had fun listening. Thank you.